Welcome to What the Heck, your source for Warhammer Underworlds in under 30 ways that Dintalos has to worry about getting killed. Today I'm your host, Phil. With me as always is my co-host, Davey. How you doing, Davey? I'm doing great. How are you? Hey, I'm, you know, I'm I'm hanging in there. I'm really busy yeah. with work right now. But yeah. we're getting to talk about uh, the, the new Exile Dead. Uh, we got to try them out. And... Uh, Helping us with that is one of our local players. Uh, Brian, how are you doing tonight? What's up, Sup? I'm doing well. Nice. Awesome. Well, glad you could join us. Glad you could play against us to help us practice uh, these Exile Dead guys. That is uh, going to be our main topic for today. We'll get there shortly. This is going to be one of our uh, audio bat reps. We're going to try and talk you through the game that we played after having built the deck in a previous episode. If you haven't listened to that one yet, you might want to go back and check out how we came to using this deck that you will uh, hear about in this game today. But before we get to that, we've got our normal segments. And to give you a little bit of context, we're recording approximately a week after we had played, which is a couple weeks after we had built the deck. Um, Not a whole lot of news right now in the Underworlds uh, scene. So uh, end of May for those of you who are listening to these (laughs) well out of order. Um, Guys, do you have any community shout outs for folks? I've, I've got one. Uh, set the Tempo, uh, a site we'd love to shout out. Uh, Compact dropped a uh, article talking. He basically set a tier list, and uh, it uh, kind of set the Discord on fire. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever <laughs> seen so much feedback on a, on a piece of content. Um, I know tier lists are always potentially controversial, uh, but he did a great yeah. job with the article. Uh, and then it was also receptive feedback. There were a couple oversights that he, he uh, uh, took care of real quick, and um, I just, uh, I thought it was a real interesting, uh, thought provoking article, um, always high quality from that blog. So go check it out. Worth your time. Definitely. And they, and they get really mad about it and post a bunch on yeah. <laughs> Discord. Tell, tell him all the ways that it's wrong. Yeah. 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 <laughs> nothing, nothing content creators like hearing more than all the ways they're wrong. So. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Live for well, to piggyback off of that, I was going to shout out Set the Tempo's Compact's article again about the objectives and triangles, primarily mm. because that had a direct benefit to my Adepticon performance, and uh-huh. it's always the first thing I recommend to our new players. Oh, very cool. I think that's just a really required fundamentals rating. Awesome. Uh, there's a couple other versions of that for folks who are not aware. Um, you can go find them on the discords for uh all the underworld stuff um I, i'm not going to even try to remember all of the <laughs> names of all the different blogs at the moment but they they're out there and if you'd like a crash course in objective placement there are a couple different very good guides yeah we might be overdue for i, I know our second episode ever was like a here's here's all the content that's out there sort of thing yeah uh, and at the time that was uh it wasn't all centrally collated or anything like that, but maybe we can, uh, maybe we can try and, you know, even just like on an off week, we'll just drop like a 15 minute episode and, yeah. uh, have, have in the show notes, all the, all the different links to all the stuff we can find. So, it was so easy when you could just point people to well of power and just be like, <laughs> it's all there. I don't yeah. know. Uh, <laughs> but rip. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, th- that's definitely some great stuff for folks. I have not, 
really been keeping up with what's being released. I see a little bit of chatter in the Discord, but I haven't really been paying close enough attention. Uh, I have been doing a little bit of hobbying, just putzing around with both Starblood Stalkers and Hrothgorn, mm. both of them running a lot of flip tech. Um, really would like to play some more. Hopefully, hopefully this next league night, I'll get out and actually roll some dice, but work is nightmarish right now. So we'll see. Uh, Brian, uh, have you been doing any hobbying right now? And uh, how about you give folks just a quick rundown of your background in the hobby? Uh, yeah, sure. So my, I'll start with the background. I started playing 40k back in like 2008. Basically, I would always get grounded from video games. So then I had to find some <laughs> hobby uh, that I would have to do in my meantime. And uh, a lot of things collected dust. And my friends were like, well, how about we play this game where you the things you paint, you can actually play with. And I was like, oh, dope. Uh, so <laughs> then a box of noise marines. And here I am. Um all this time later and collecting chaos and yeah I've, 40k is my main game uh but underworlds has definitely been my competitive edge it allows me to exercise that and not get so frustrated chasing the meta in 40k it's a lot easier to do that <laughs> in underworlds and not have to break the bank on it yeah i was gonna say so, it's a lot less expensive too yeah <laughs> like you, you started with uh slanish that was your first yeah all yeah right, um noise marines seemed like the the best deal at the time and i that was back when i picked things like oh this looks cool it's gonna kill a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> that was uh sophomore year of high school for me so or junior year so uh, somewhere in there but yeah. yeah so then i've been playing warhammer preaching the good word trying to whisper chaos into people's ears and then finally <laughs> now that we're all adults air quotes and have the big boy money my friends have all taken the plunge and like every one of them has fallen in love with a uh warhammer property uh very few have taken the plunge into 40k it's like okay so this is just for me then yep <laughs> and uh but one of those who took the plunge was uh skyler who was on here earlier um yeah. he has a fear of tape measures he can't fathom <laughs> them and so He's just really big into board games. He has an enormous board game library. And I was like, well, this Underworlds games has always looked neat. The minis have always looked neat. And they have hexes. He's like, dude, hexes. And I was like, <laughs> all right, well, let's buy this Beast Grave box and see what it's about. And uh, they bought me Zarbag's Gits as a joke because I play Chaos. <laughs> and they gave me the Squishable faction. Because <laughs> I never I never got in on the uh, Goatman butts. Uh, that was mm. never my jam. And so I learned to get good with gits, and I think that's been paying off well for me. Um, we weathered the pandemic together playing Underworlds, and then now we've come out of it, uh, and we were thrilled with our attendance and our performance at Adepticon. Yeah. And it's been awesome to see the scene grow around here. Um, yeah. Just getting everybody to drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Definitely. 
Yeah, I think the joke was on them for buying you Gits. Gits is uh, <laughs> pretty good war band. Uh, <laughs> that was don't know. that was that was also the heyday of objective holding with uh, yeah. temporary victory, <laughs> breathless oh, prize. No. Yeah, sure and so Skyler was all in on uh, Skates. Josh unfortunately had to learn not to love Eyes of Nine. <laughs> and uh <laughs> did he learn that <laughs> he still doubles but it's it's a it's a uh love-hate relationship um no he he loves him some wizards so he he likes a faction that he can dabble um but yeah so gets gets were really informative but it was um it was like a plunge into having to big brain all of my strategies into a game that I was just going to take a passing interest to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of appease Skylar. And in order to give him like a good competition, I had to like big brain all my maneuvers and when to play cards with restless prize, malicious spirit, or, uh, malevolent, malicious spirits. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it, it was much more than I thought I'd be getting into, but yeah, over the course of pandemic, I think you're looking for mischievous spirits. Mischievous spirits. I was going to say. Mischievous, yes. Rip again. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Good riddance. (laughs) Good good riddance, but I'm loving some of this new tech that they're giving us. Gorgeous. Uh, I see see a New Age Fainway crystal now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. but yeah, uh, so what? So so hobby wise, uh, not much. I'm I'm potentially going to Adepticon. I thought I was a good painter, and then uh, ran into Kyle Dalton, and he Oof. gave me <laughs> yeah. a, humbling gave, gave me a thrashing, and uh, with his Rothcorn. So the just paint wise, I was I was I was like, why did I ever think I was any good? <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm like looking to get better but also trying to get over that hump but we have a ton of chaos space marine releases coming and i got a lot of army paint oh boy all right that's a little long-winded but yeah that's where i'm at cool hey that's all good davy do you have a shorter answer for folks (laughs) (laughs) longer actually oh Uh, no uh no no i uh uh decided to take a, a step back to grimwatch just try them out um, some of it was, I was trying to figure out what I'd bring to league and I've, I've been trying to make sure I bring something painted. Uh, and so, uh, I have them painted, didn't get to try them a whole bunch. Uh, and so I've been, uh, trotting them out a little bit and that's been, that's been, uh, educational. So, yeah. uh, I tell you having war bands that deploy on all the starting hexes, uh, can be pretty unforgiving when you're, when you're, yeah. uh, deploying, like I I've cut my teeth a lot on stuff like steel hearts and rippers and mm-hmm. the, there you can be like well you know i don't have to fill most of these <laughs> like, <laughs> for choice. Yeah. yeah um yeah. and so what i've what i've found is i i need to practice the deployment more because i'll i'll start putting stuff down i'm like oh no somehow i thought i was going to put both the crack marrow and you know someone <laughs> else on that same spot and mm-hmm. okay now i'm in trouble so yeah yeah um yeah. yeah, that was rough with gets and ske- uh, Oops. scurry. Yeah, yeah. Have to, have to yeah. fill more than all the starting axes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you're just like, no, the sequencing, it's all wrong. <laughs> right. Um, although that's kind of a helpful thing these days. You can uh, you can set yourself up for a uh, no moves required sudden revelation with gets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Every once in a while, I dabble with the deck, but I I played them for two years and 
they finally started coming up with a bunch of sick chaos warbands, and I was like, <laughs> Slanesh, Dread Pageant has been the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you weren't, I would be. <laughs> so I'm glad I'm glad we get to have them repped in the local. But uh, they did not feature in this uh, battle report. They did not. So um, as I mentioned, we were playing. So I, I was playing the uh, Exile Dead deck that we built on the last episode. Um, this was my first time playing playing as the Exile Dead. I played against the Exile Dead a couple of times before this. So I sort of knew what they were going to do, uh, but I was also kind of learning. And Brian, you were kind enough to fill in to play against me for this game. Um, and uh, you decided to bring the claw pack. Uh, mm-hmm. What uh, what is the general? Give us a, you know, the 10,000 foot view. What were what is this deck doing? What were your goals with this warband? Well, uh I wish I had more of a master plan, um, but ultimately it was, I was like, yeah, I'll play you with my Slanesh. And you're like, oh, let's play with some of the new stuff. I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> but my fiance likes rats and she wants to get into, she, the new rats have been really uh, intriguing to her. So I'm like, well, I'll get to know them more so that she knows more. And mm. it seems like there's a lot of interest in the Shadeborn in our local meta, so I wanted to at least have this in my back pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, so deck-wise, um, it was... I don't know. It was like I always start with surges. I always start with how to build those out, and I can't resist a uh, doable two-glory surge. Um, and I think that the uh, Claw Pack have some really good ones. Um there's definitely ones times that they're going to die, but I think they're worth the risk, um, especially with a lot of push tech, which I'm also a big fan of. Mm-hmm. So very kind much of, kind of where I started. Yeah. All right. So trying to score stuff off of pushes, killing leaders, getting those surge high surge scoring. Mm-hmm. So is relatively high scoring deck then. Yeah. Uh, total glory would be 19. Oh boy. Us. Yeah. <laughs> 19, yeah. 19 in a aggro deck is feels like a lot. It's so, a, yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very. Either it means your deck's very greedy, or it means that you've got a whole lot of potential there. Porque yeah. um, no los dos. Yeah. yeah exactly. It could be. Could be. Um, Ay, Dios mío. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, knowing that, that was the matchup, um, I actually was feeling like I maybe had a bad uh, shake here because of all of the potential uh, two wound fighters that could be getting killed. Um, So even though they can come back, there's just a lot of glory to bleed. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then I, I just knew that trying to keep Markov and Dintalis alive is going to be particularly difficult when your game plan was probably going to be assassinate my leader. Mm. So I was feeling a little bit worried, um, but overall it was like, well, I'll play my game plan and uh, we'll hopefully the deck will move as smoothly as we had sort of planned for it to be. And uh, if all goes well, it will sort of cover for all the potential lost glory. Brian, when you were coming into this matchup, had you played against Exiled Dead before? I had played once before with my Dread Pageant. And so I wasn't, I was more terrified to go up against them with the Skaven 
than I was with Dread Pageant. Well, tell me more take... about that. Like, what what was the uh, what was the concern there? Like, what what did, what were you worried about on your end? <laughs> Whiffing attacks. But, uh, <laughs> the the main thing is that my biggest takeaway from my first game with them, which I did have the fortune to win, uh, was to make the attack choice with the uh, dance dynamic just unappealing. Like, I I didn't. I figured that if I could make it three or less attack opportunities and no more than that, then it would be opt not to take that action. Um, and so just only providing those those targets and like, you know, you'd still, it's impossible to avoid being attacked by mm. a dance dynamic, but to make it unappealing as not a combo thing. So more psychological, which is just a cost benefit analysis that I, feel that i was lucky to win out on but. <laughs> sure uh, um, did anybody have any uh particular cards or anything that they're like hey this is an edge case i'm going to keep an eye out for it in this uh in this matchup um so i know that one that when we built the deck we were sort of on like a little bit unsure about was masters of the abyss uh, mm. just because well it's easy to hold three cover hexes taking that damage uh is potentially a big deal mm-hmm. um spoiler it it mm. turned out to be a big deal <laughs> um and then also we we included some of these uh things for having move and charge tokens mm. um so trying to make sure that those actually did work out as well as we had wanted them to they they should have been sort of automatic but it was like hey let's test that theory yeah and and i was you know i remember as we were building i was a little leery because uh when we had played before i found uh i found a little bit too much pressure to try and get that extra thing like i was being it's like man is it worth just this one glory end phase to take this suboptimal activation here Mm -hmm. you know so yeah fair fair enough all right so uh we're counting up on the roll off uh brian are you hoping i i'm guessing you're hoping to be able to align the boards is is that uh since you're you it would be your preference in this case or am i wrong uh, about that? i don't recall immediately but i i think my yeah i was probably hoping for orientation because then i could decide whether to longboard or not mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. and what uh what makes you think a longboard's the play in this uh scenario um it's probably not because like what i would have feared most is if the zombies made a wall that i couldn't leap over but mm. um but then they would at least be spread out and not grouped around one fighter but being able to shoot gaps um but no yeah. i don't think i had much of a preference what about you phil i definitely wanted to be able to have uh the boards closer just because i know that we need to be able to cover a lot of ground and there are a lot of slow fighters um, because standing on objectives is the main goal here, and standing on objectives means that you care about where all those tokens end up, and if they're mostly really far away, um, could be a problem. Now, of course, we don't need a ton, but three yeah. is usually what we want. Well, that's um, interesting to me. I, I would I would assume here that you are you prefer an orientation so that you can make sure that Dantelos is as far away as possible. Uh, and if you need three, you it's pretty hard for someone to keep you from getting two in your territory, and then you'll be able to place your own mm-hmm. um, uh, cover 
hex. Yeah. Uh, and that gets you up to three. But uh, let's see that roll. Yeah. So so we rolled off, and I had one crit to just one support from Brian. So I had the choice. I ended up placing the first board. Yeah, it looks like you put down the profane larder. Yep. Um, which has so got uh, a lethal and two covers, uh, yep. and then kind of a, a spread. Uh, Brian counters with dropping the uh, Hall of Sublimation, which is a uh, no extra stuff on board that thing. Um, just uh, a good spread of hexes. Yeah, big open um, board. Yeah. Uh, Brian, you align them. Yep. And looks like you just square right up. Um, and I think this is to do the thing you're talking about, shooting the gaps. Yep. So, so I've got all the tokens. Uh, probably should have worried more about trying to stay away from the rats, but I figured mm. um, this this gives me a pretty guaranteed shot at having all of the cover that I need. Sure. I, I do go Good. for an offset, just one hex oh, offset. That's true. It's very small. Uh, we place... So the, the cover hex spread ends up being that I've got two... Um, so I place the first one in the back of my board. Mm. Um, then Brian counters by placing one sort of in the middle of the board. So then I don't have a lot of choice other than to put it in the uh, front row of mm. my board because the way this board works out uh, is that most everything else on the back left side i don't know if that trend like if that'll make sense but uh mm-hmm. ends up being a lot of edge hexes yeah so um there's really no choice but to place it in the front row and i believe at the time you had uh commented about wanting to sort of force force me forward right yeah yeah i didn't want uh dentalos or um markov to be able to sit at the back and sit on a objective i wanted to make if you had goals to be on those i wanted them forward sure yeah. um but uh you do have two that are relatively towards the back of your territory um and then yep. also uh you're about to place cover hexes so let's see where those end up so i stick one right next to where i've placed the first uh objective so it's also fairly far back yeah uh, but yeah, not all a... the way in the back because of um, how this starting hexes are sort of aligned. So I I wanted to try and put it uh, around a bunch of different starting hexes. Yeah, uh, that and then you've also got a lethal right at the back of your board. And so you're yeah. probably trying to avoid uh, <laughs> getting stuck standing on something at the same time. Yeah, okay. exactly. Uh, and then uh, uh, Brian actually throws another one in there. Um, so your territory is very heavy on feature tokens, uh, but uh, the rats don't mind them for the uh, defensive bonus, but uh, yeah, cover rich ne- environment. Yeah. So next up, you guys draw up, um, and once you're looking at your hands, uh, Phil, what have you drawn into? Um, I had drawn into impending doom, mm-hmm. uh, alternating strikes, which is make two attacks in one activation, mm-hmm. and masters of the abyss. Okay. So at, at this point, I know I have pretty much guaranteed impending doom if I want it. Alternating mm-hmm. strikes should be do fairly doable, and then because of all the cover hexes I have, uh, Master of the Abyss feels quite doable at this point. Yeah. For power mm-hmm. cards, I have Sparking Shuffle, so I can push two Conductive Minions to hexes. Um, I've got Encrusted Key, which is an unfortunate one to get this early. Screaming Demise, 
which is always nice. Um, Omega's offering, which uh, is not not super ideal at this point in the game, but it's not like bad. Um, it's mostly just that I didn't know who it should go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I've been including in Grimwatch, and I've it, it's been hard to quite figure out where it needs to go. Sometimes, They're like, well, I have a lot of people who could die. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so. Um, so I was sort of like, well, maybe once I get somebody loaded up with some upgrades, I could place it, but get it early. And then counter charge is the last one that I had, which, um, felt mm. like it would be pretty useful here in certain situations. I assumed I would be getting charged a decent yeah. amount. So and I um, do remember counter charge being like our last inclusion. So, yeah, um, this is an interesting hand. So you got two surges and end phase and then, uh, a lot of gambits so you've got easy glory coming but not really uh uh i guess you screaming demise you should be able to get out pretty pretty quick but yeah none of the upgrades are really helping progress the game plan they're yeah. they're just sort of there um yeah so that's what i got uh what about you brian what'd you draw into uh two surge one end phase so i got way of the lashing tail in cold blood and chum the water so way uh, the so lashing tail. This is the three people around somebody for a surge of two. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, so I kept that. Uh, yeah. And then my power hand was hypnotic buzz, screaming demise, duel of wits, center of attention, and ferocious or face gouger fangs. Mm. So I kept that as well. Yeah. I was going to say, it seems like uh, both of you got hands. You should be relatively sad. Like there's, they're good enough that uh, I don't think anyone's really thinking hard about mulliganing. Is that accurate? Yeah. 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 It was yeah. just like, yep, we're rolling. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, All right. Nothing to think about there. So deployment, uh, we'll just kind of zip through that. Uh, it's one of these situations where we've got a big war band against a small war band. So it yeah. um, uh, looks like uh, you know that the, the claw pack is going to be done first. Um, yep. Uh, Phil, did you find any uh, weird challenges with your deployment or any things that you're particularly happy about? I'm noticing Regulus is at the front and is actually uh, in range to attack Crouched Yeah, uh, if you end up going first, so I which did. I think is a, a pretty clever play because a, a lot of people will mm -hmm. try to um, wait on that first activation. So you kind of put pressure to try to make Brian take the first. Yeah, um, uh, You've got a spread of your... Electro zombies towards the front, uh, and then Ion Ioni uh, ends up stuck a little bit uh, back towards that lethal. Uh, I'm guessing because you didn't have anyone else you'd rather have sitting next to the lethal. That is correct. Yeah. I did not want Markov or Dintalo <laughs> sitting next to a lethal with a speed yeah. five warband. Um, yeah, and unfortunately, that puts Markov uh, within charge range of uh, uh, actually two uh, Kin Whisper and Padpock and get uh, back to him as well as Crouched. It um, does. So, um, um, so not not feeling yeah. amazing about the setup, but yeah. I, and Padpa's got a, a line right out of the gate towards Dintelos. So there's a. How, how are you feeling about the deployment there, um, Brian? I was definitely nervous about Regulus, but otherwise, mm -hmm. uh, I kept Skittershank towards the back. Sure. And felt overall good. I wanted to have my ranged fighters uh, able to start slinging rocks at. Uh, Dane Talos, uh, so I was feeling pretty good. There was a couple mm. times where I think I wish that it had been switched around, but overall it worked out. Yeah. So the range fighters being uh, Kin Whisper with his right. uh, barbs, 
uh, and uh, is it? I can't remember. Is it Crouch? Skulk uh, mm-hmm. can lob that sling around. So, all right. So a roll off, and it looks like it goes to uh, it goes to the rats, and um, you decide to uh, who who ends up taking the first activation here? Okay, I I'm given the first activation here. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. I end up just starting with a swing from Regulus because it mm. feels like, hey, I've got a chance for a free kill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's a complete whiff. So, so uh, do nothing. Yeah, I, and you know, I even mentioned that this looked like a, a handy thing. I wonder, um, did you uh, consider here the possibility of like maybe getting your wall up because uh, knocking Crouch down is nice, but. Um, I like did, sure, yeah, and I probably should have. I just figured that it's like, hey, if I can just pick up a kill right off the bat, that's probably good. Except that's not how this warband plays. So yeah. it was kind of a wasted action activation. Yeah. Um, obviously, it, was, it feels different if I hit, but like, yeah, was this a was this a uh, Markov puppeteer or was it just a regular totally on I his own? I believe it is a Markov puppeteer, and okay. then and then we do move Markov up mm-hmm. onto a uh, objective well it's just a cover hex yeah. or no feature, it is an feature token it is uh, yeah point is it can be flipped <laughs> <laughs> so okay. starting to just move him up just so that there is um just start to get those hexes covered because mm. you know there's not really a good reason um not to start covering those up when the main game plan yeah. is going to be hold three cover hexes so uh we go into this power step yep nothing nothing happening there okay uh brian you have a target rich environment here uh how how are you deciding where you're taking your first shots well it's about weighing whether when to make the dive for dentalos Mm -hmm. um and so Using the getting them more defensive to weather more of the storms inevitably when the zombie horde starts uh, grabbing at them. So I I do a ranged charge with Skulk in order to sling a rock at Dane Talos and try and cause uh, him to inspire and at least get something started on Dane Talos. I forgot Mm. that his inspired side is the one with Stagger, and I thought that I was setting up that as well, but. Sure. On his inspired mm-hmm. side, so. But his, if I remember correctly, his attack failed. Yeah. So you you go for the charge. I go for a counter charge, and you actually um, duel of wits off of it. So this already mm. feels really bad for me. <laughs> so I was basically just counter charging to try and start that wall mm. in the power step. Well, sort of the reaction in here. And uh, try and add some support for Dentalos, but you getting two cards off of it sort of makes it feel like a, a, a negative proposition for me. Um, so I moved one of the zombies up. Yeah, I noticed Vlash just... comes up here, uh, engages Skulk. Uh, I think Vlash could have pushed another one to get all the way onto a, a feature token, uh, which he could have. Um, yeah, it, and maybe he should have. Uh, yeah. Now that I after looking back at this, I was mostly just thinking that it's like this way, nobody can like, there's just more ground that has to be covered. And if they want to come into attack, then it's like they're surrounded. Yeah. Um, my, uh, making pockets of, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
the other advantage of, of getting on a feature token here though besides like negligible defensive benefits is uh is that with markov already on something uh if you're if you get on there then you're you're repping like you've got sudden revelation or on your way to ever downwards um, yeah and it puts mm -hmm. extra pressure like extra target selection pressure on the on the enemy even if you don't have it um, that's true it's very true and that is something that i would certainly uh have wished to have done i think i think ultimately i kind of wasted that counter charge um but yes the attack does ultimately miss dentalos does get pushed one hex because of the uh tie of the roll so he's mm -hmm. now standing next to a lethal which feels dun, dun, very dun. scary <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and into the power step into the power step so at this point skulk has inspired i go to use the um sparking shuffle so i can push fighters um and push two fighters i move bolt up so that now i have two fighters and this is actually just a misplay on my part because i kind of forgot that you have to either move all fighters mm -hmm. or attack with all fighters when you're doing yeah. against dynamic i was thinking oh you can pick and choose uh. definitely cannot <laughs> so thankfully learned that lesson got it out of the way right away um this also helped me move coil up to block um so i now have a full zombie wall mm -hmm. so the rats have to run all the way around to try and get to dintalos um and this also sets up impending doom so i don't have to move fighters to be able to score that in this next activation but i mm -hmm. did end up moving anyway because i wanted to get dintalos away from the lethal mm, so feels rough. Of, yeah it yeah. feels real rough because i ended up wasting a lot of resources because i was yeah. like oh no i can't move dintalos and attack so um it was a misplay for sure but i think it was ultimately the right choice to just move and uh that that meant dintalos moves forward back to basically where he started but on the cover hex and then i own moves up into one of the printed cover hexes on the board mm. um yeah. so we're now covering a whole bunch of the cover hexes and there's a solid zombie wall for the rats to have to try and run their way through so yeah. i think an interesting Mis count oh go ahead um misplay or not from my perspective it was like you got impending doom off of the rat that missed his attack and then you moved and to my perspective i'm seeing two like you've there is a path, but it looks like an absolute trap to try and reach <laughs> Talos. So it's like you, you moved him back into a corner and you've used my rat in the wall uh, with yeah. Regulus at the mm -hmm. center, coil yeah. at the entrance, and there's a big tunnel to like, for, <laughs> if the rats are going to dive in there, they're going to become really easy fodder for the zombies to throw at because I can't even make a ranged attack at Dane Talos from this wall. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what I think an interesting game concept here is to, is to point out. So the misplay here was the sparking shuffle. Uh, if you're going to move anyway, yep. uh, burning the sparking shuffle was a bummer. It is. Um, however, what you didn't do, like the once sparking shuffle was spent, it was spent. So like it would have been sunken cost fallacy to be like, well, I don't want to waste it. So I'm going to attack like the correct place still was to get Dantelos into a safer spot mm -hmm. uh, and establish your wall, get him somewhere safe. So I, I, I like that you chose here, like, okay, like I'm not going to get obsessed over the fact that this card got burned unnecessarily. I'm going to um, move Dantelos. I have a question for you here, though. You did move Dantelos onto a uh, feature token, um, knowing that you have um, 
remind me the uh, Masters yeah. of the Abyss. Masters of the Abyss. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So so I'm covering up just to try and have enough coverage that if some of these little zombies die, that I can guarantee to score it. I know it's a risk because it's mm. like, hey, he can just ping one damage onto Dantelos from scoring mm-hmm. Masters of the Abyss. My hope was that the zombie wall protects me enough that yeah. the one wound isn't enough to swing the game. Mm. Um, and ultimately, we'll see how that turns out. But at this point, I've scored Impending Doom. Yeah. And I draw into uh, the Dead Unbound. So I now need to revive one of the Conductive Minions, which yeah. doesn't feel too unlikely at this point because now there's not a good way to get to Dintelos. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. We're power, step, power step we get, get little... a really annoying center of attention <laughs> that's what i'm known for yeah um so he picks i believe i own or maybe it was markov oh no it was markov, markov. so you end yeah. up pulling back coil and regulus so you break my wall so there's mm-hmm. now a clear shot uh at dintelos again and now it feels like oh my yep. sparking shuffle now everything feels <laughs> real bad uh, so we go into rats and a what is the Re- play here? Very bomb? confident crouch goes bombing I, in. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because uh, part of this is I'm also setting up way of the lashing tails, so the more rats I can get in around one of the isolated minions is sure. my goal. Yeah, it's a good point. And now I'm also attacking with the other minion to inspire him to give him more defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you do end up missing though. Yep, as I do. So Crouched and Skulk are both inspired, but have both charged into my territory. Um, Adjacent, both of them are adjacent to two fighters, all of able to attack with dance <laughs> dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that's where we end up there. Uh, yeah. I at this point I decide to play Omega's offering. I don't know that that's the right choice to do it. Then, like I said, I I. Having it so early, I was just kind of like, well, I don't want to just sit on it, but I think I probably should have. I put it on Regulus just thinking um, he's the biggest threat right now. So Mm. at least if they try and take him out, um, he will not net the score forward for Ryan. Yeah, I think the other error here is that this is a card. There's no need to play this um, when it's going into your activation. Like, mm-hmm. oh, get yeah. your, get yourself a little bit more information, see what happens during your activation, and then uh, and then uh, drop it. So, I mean, it's it's probably six one half the other, but um, mm-hmm. just in in the matter of kind of optimal play. Yep. Yep. Um, um, so we're going into my third. I believe here I am setting up to do some attacks. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we go ahead and start rolling. Starting with Dintalos, I believe I was attacking Skulk. Yes, I think uh, so. I do end up rolling two successes because I forget that his uh, coil is on lightning bolts, which is really nice because it's very accurate. Mm. Um, but crits out. Yo, Skulk crits doesn't out. get hit. So no stagger. <laughs> Yeah, no damage to set things up. Yeah, that's a that's a disappointing turn of events when it happens. Yeah. So then we start swinging with Bolt and Vlash, 
to try and just get some damage going. Mm-hmm. First attack is a whiff, and second attack is one or two successes, uh, and then managed to actually ping one damage onto mm-hmm. Skulk. Mm-hmm. So three attacks nets one damage on Skulk. <laughs> yeah, feels good, uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh it's tough on two dodge, um, and then yep. when you're when the uh, when the stagger doesn't go off uh, on yeah, top of that very so, much. So, um, did yeah, you choose uh, to drive back here? Because uh, uh, you probably don't see it as a ish, as a as a serious threat. Uh, Brian's got to be looking yeah. at his way of the lashing tail and oh, yeah. hoping that you remain yeah, salivating. Yeah. He he is definitely looking at his way of the lashing tail and really wants it and I am not even thinking about it because I am just thinking if I can have another body in there, he literally only has one path to die in Talos. Mm. So I keep everything plugged up and figure I'll get another shot at Skulk yeah. um in a future turn. Okay. I do end up scoring uh, alternating strikes off of that activation because sure. I attacked with three fighters and draw into reckless swing, which mm. at this point is feeling pretty good because I've mm-hmm. got a couple different fighters in here to try and set that attack up. Sure. Uh, we're in the power step. Uh, Brian, you got any plays here? Uh, hypnotic buzz. Okay. A really annoying push again. He <laughs> pulls Dintalos one closer. That's what I do. Uh, and that feels scary because all of a sudden he's in range now. of both Padpaw and Skittershank. Very, yeah. very scary. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was I was actually counting it in the previous round thinking, okay, well, at least Dintalos is safe. <laughs> and then he's like, hypnotic buzz. And I'm just like, oh, man, this game could be over like right now. And funny enough, I'm looking at my hand. I also had misplaced optimism, which I could have pulled Daintelos further mm. to get out of the cover. But then I would have blocked myself from achieving way of the lashing tail. So I was hedging my bet here that sure, take a swing at Daintelos. But if that fails, I still get lashing tail. So here comes so, Padpaw for the charge. Yeah, yeah. Padpaw is going to be throwing three fury, looking for two damage. He's got a single support. Uh, Dintelos is going to be uh, on a block with double supports and in cover. Um, yeah, at this point, the cover is not, doesn't matter. But um, so we get a yeah. Padpaw attack that ends up having only one success. Well, two because he does have a support. support. Yeah. So you're looking for a crit. So Padpaw didn't swing at Dantalus. He instead swung at Balt, uh, who is oh. next to Skulk. The reason okay. being is then I could also score in cold blood at the same time as Way of the Lashing Tail. Oof. Okay. Yeah. So ends up getting Four assassination glory. kill and Ooh. Way of the Lashing Tail because Valash is now surrounded by three rats. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so that that uh, vaults it from a, a two zero exile dead to a four two um, for the claw pack. Yeah, um, we head into the power step here. Uh, going in, we're, you're about to have your last activation of the round there. Yep, and then so Padpaw staggers Regulus, Dintalos, and Flash. Yeah, oof. Yeah, uh, right. Brian, and I drew into uh, Fearless Seekers and Collateral Damage. Mm. So right now for fearless seekers, fearless seekers, you don't have anyone on uh, 
features. Right. And then collateral damage is this three glory one if uh, four people are dead and the enemy leader is dead. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, okay. Three glory end phase. So uh, not going to score this round, but... Uh, uh, and actually, there's a little bit of a challenge that in Exile Dead because they're going to keep bringing themselves back. But, yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think... Well, we'll get to that, but uh, also <laughs> in my hand is Chum the Waters, and yep. I'm uh, also looking at no damage on any of his fighters, so I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so in the power step here, I, I go ahead and put Screaming Demise on Vlash now because he's sort of the the Zombo that's now blocking the way to Dintalos. Um, mm. Feels pretty likely that he could get targeted, so I'm thinking, let's make him a little less appealing. Mm. Um in response. I match <laughs> screaming demise. demise on pad pod because now I've just put one of my valuable assassins in the middle of his uh Daintalos, Markov and Regulus <laughs> or Daintalos, Regulus and Vlash. Yeah. And I was like, I want to discourage that. <laughs> yeah. I am at this point going to um do attacks again but for the purpose of just scoring objectives, because I figured at this point I don't have a good shot into hurting or killing anybody, um, so I should just play to my hand. So then uh. we have Vlash attack, uh, and Vlash in this case is attacking against Skulk. So, um, so basically I've got a reckless swing in hand, and the only way that I can make it happen right now is by having Vlash attack Skulk because I need to have uh, my fighter make an attack where mm -hmm. my opponent has more supporting fighters than I do. Yeah. Um, so make a very suboptimal attack, um, <laughs> which also requires Dintalos to not attack Skulk. So he's throwing at Crouched, who... <laughs> so I'm like passing up on kills and just making a bunch of suboptimal choices. I think you still did a dance dynamic. You just couldn't attack with anybody but those two. Like, Dantella still yeah. took a shot at somebody, and they got crouched, staggered because of it, I think, and yeah. wounded. No, so crouched no, no. Yes, but, like, if you're just looking at trying to get kills, it's very bad the way that I chose to make right. those attacks. Um, but but I, it ends I up... Think I, I think I would have done something similar. <laughs> it ends up scoring me um, Reckless Swing. Doing the dance dynamic then also allows me to bring Vlash back, uh, which I needed for the Dead Unbound to be able to be scored. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then I draw into uh, Ever Downwards. Mm. So I now need to be able to delve three times, which another reason for wanting to... Uh, Dying to let's get onto a feature token. Well, yeah, and just trying to remember how many feature tokens I was even on. Sure. Because I yeah. couldn't mm -hmm. remember. There's a whole mess of them. Um, yeah, and this is where I learned that Dantelos is restricted from reviving fighters um, if there's an enemy within two hexes of them. Like, yeah. That That's that's good. Like, I there's a reward for swarming Dantelos and failing. Like, he's not going to be able to respawn as many as you might think. Yeah, for sure. So at this point, you go ahead and play Glory Seeker. Uh, mm -hmm. What's going on with that? I uh, put it on Kin Whisper, who is one of my two remaining fighters. So I have Skittershank and Kin Whisper. So I put it on the ranged guy. Figured I'd take a ranged shot at Dane Talos. This would make it a two damage attack. Actually, go up to three. 
with barbs. So if you were to take a move, you would cause a damage. Yeah. So you go in for the attack. Ends up being a miss, though. Whiff. Big old whiff. Yeah. Three attacks on Dane Talos and whiffs. But, uh, yeah, end phase, yeah? Yeah, it gets us in the first end phase. It's a pretty busy first round. Yeah. We've got a crazy pile of fighters stacked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We got nope. ten fighters adjacent at the moment. Uh, <laughs> Party, <laughs> um, all in one group. So I count. Uh, I count eleven. Yeah, because it's everybody yep. but Skittershank is Skittershank's is the, the wallflower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, Skittershank's just like it's all right, guys. I'll yeah. leave from the back. Uh, yeah, no, he's waiting for his moment. Nobody is dead. Bolt Bolt yep. died, but he he came back. Revived. So, yeah. Yep. Which is uh, relevant because uh, the Dead Unbound scores off yep. of that. Bolt's so Slayer the, Uninspired. Get the Dead Unbound, and I'm holding three cover hexes, yep. so I can score Master of the Abyss. Um, so this, I know I know that the damage is going on Dintalos. My thinking is that, well, I got I just got three glory, um, and well, Dintalos is in danger. Uh, he was going to be in danger no matter what. So it's sort of mm. like, well... At least I get three glory out of it. Uh, so I draw then back up. I get uh, Wasteland and Forbidden Lore, which feels really bad because <laughs> now this this hand is very low scoring. The score is ultimately pretty close. I do go ahead and throw uh, the Encrusted Key on Regulus just to get it out of my hand. Yeah, um, I think then, that's fine. Regulus is resurrectable. Uh, just has to be in a cover hex. Yep, he's got three wounds, so even if Markov dies, um, uh, and and he's currently got Omega's offering on him already. Yeah, so, so he's not an appealing target. Yeah, not a terrible choice. Uh, you go up to six glory, Dude. Um, and critically yeah. because he scored first and Master of the Abyss, I was now able to score Chum the Water. Where before I wasn't going to score anything. Oh no, yeah. Ooh, that is so the rough. Feel- the feel beds mm-hmm. and so it's that that was wonderful interesting yeah, yeah. so <laughs> so a real uh real potential downside there of having the master of the abyss now of course the timing there has to work out but yeah um felt really bad <laughs> so <laughs> game's tied up yeah um so i end up ditching collateral damage because i did not have faith at this point I had been whiffing against Antalus and he could revive fighters. I didn't have faith that I would have four fighters dead by next end phase. Sure. And Dantalos. Yeah. So four fighters total, but seeing that you threw that away, I felt pretty good um, knowing that my deck's still scoring because I have at this point scored everything I had drawn. Um, I just happen to not be able to feel too confident because all your fighters are still alive and very close to mm-hmm. my leader. Mm. But mm-hmm. knowing that that big score is off the table felt pretty good. Right. Yeah. But both of my minions are vulnerable. The other three are healthy. I did put face gouger fangs on uh, the skulk. And I think my reason there was to give him a melee attack because um, I think I have reckless swing in here. And so I was keeping that option open looks like you threw away misplaced optimism it's a that's an interesting choice given that uh, dintelos is stuck in there but uh yeah what do you you draw into so i drew into horrors in the dark which Mm -hmm. having fearless seekers felt great yeah um i also got way of the hidden paw so 
have uh, Skitter Shank support and attack action for two glory surge. Felt mm. real good. Um, then for my powers, I had a Skittering Blur, which is going to be critical here. Mm. Um, uh, weapons Skittering master, Blur being Skittering Blur, Blur being uh, you. He cannot target my assassins in the next activation. Yeah. Um, and then I had three upgrades. I had Weapons Master, Shadow Spear, and Supernatural Agility. Also mm. really good. I yeah, also drew my other draw tech, which was Dark Sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, Phil, what is your power hand looking like now? Yeah, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about this power hand. I've got Hypnotic Buzz, um, Cover of Darkness, and Eternal Chase for the ploys. So I've got Pushes and Speed. Um, and then I have great strength and dying curse for my upgrades. Mm. Um, so pretty solid options there. Um, so going into this round two, feeling pretty solid. Yeah, we're tied up six six uh, right out of the gate here. Yeah. Um, so we're starting things off. Uh, we're moving with a dance dynamic as okay. the first activation. So you're just trying to reset the board a little bit? Reset the board, try and reset the wall, get Dientalus away from rats. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of room to move him because of this lethal, so I just pull him back one hex mm-hmm. um, and then just start pulling other uh, zombies back. So I, I okay. pretty much surround him with a front wall of zombies Mm-hmm. while still holding objectives and feature tokens and then um coil ends up sort of pushing forward a little bit just to put more zombies next to the rats where they currently are yeah the other thing you do here is you set up an ever downwards by getting yep. onto three different um features which i'm presuming in the power step we're about to see so i go ahead and play dying curse onto Dintalos right away mm-hmm. um thinking there is just that i at this point i know the game plan <laughs> i know the game plan is kill Dantelos, and uh that should at least make it somewhat unappealing for the assassins because it would drop them to one wound if they don't have any already um and if either of the little guys killed him they would just be dead and we're into brian's activation so i do end up getting the upper downwards um before we go to brian's activation yeah and after uh, that, I did draw into Chum the Waters, so um, felt okay about having uh, Hypnotic Buzz along with Chum the Waters. Yeah. Yeah, so I have, I considering my objectives, I don't have two, I don't have anybody on a feature token, so I decided here to have uh, Crouched Charge Dantelos, mm-hmm. uh, and I think, I, I think right here I was... Uh, basically trying to set up more damage on him but also i had skittering blur so i was ready to start pulling some defensive shenanigans yeah i like this play a lot because uh one side effect of being in a crowd uh, is that uh with your speed you were able to get into a position run all the way around Mm -hmm. uh get a two smash two damage attack in on dinatelos we'll see that in a second uh, but you also got him trapped, so you right. this is this is pretty accurate for uh, what you were going after. Yeah, and putting crouched way back there, all by himself against the wall and a lethal hex. But mm. I also had dark sacrifice in my hand. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, 
you're you're happy (laughs) (laughs) hedging some bets Mm. uh so yeah dintalos definitely gets smacked um so he takes the two uh he's now at three wounds feels real bad for me um but good news phil you've got uh You've got fighters all over the place. This is going to be an amazing dance. You're going to throw so many attacks. That's the idea. Uh, so, so we've got. I'm going to go ahead and throw great strength on Coil so that he yeah. can now hit for three damage. Um, which of course is because I'm planning a dance dynamic and I want three damage on Kin Whisper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then I I kind of bide my time and put uh supernatural agility on somebody i think yep yep so i put that on skulk who's the other rat so i've got crouched who's in a very precarious situation in the back mm-hmm. i've got Padpaw and kin whisper who are my two assassins uh not including uh skittershank who's still by himself mm-hmm. so my two assassins are surrounded and i've got my sacrifice ready and then skulk is away so i put set uh supernatural agility on him to make him to give him his defense in preparation for skittering blur and i felt very confused by this move because i thought for (laughs) sure that you'd want more defense on like kin whisper and (laughs) i pass and you play skittering blur and i'm like oh my god (laughs) i now have two targets to choose from that are really bad targets so yeah yeah, um, well, the supernatural agility on Skulk ultimately didn't pan out, but <laughs> it didn't. I ended up getting a crit success, mm-hmm. uh, shooting with Dintalos. Yep, and uh, yep. So he rolls his three dice, but it doesn't matter. So we get a kill at least. Yep. yep. So he did kill Skulk. The uh, supernatural agility did not save him. Yeah, did not. But I mean, not not getting the do the dance really really yeah. hurt there because I had it set up. Yeah. Here's the bad news for Dark Sacrifice as well as it should not trigger here because uh, oh. uh, we're in the middle of a dance dynamic. I think oh, yeah, uh, I was like not so in the we... middle of a dance dynamic because there's no other legal targets for attacks. Oh, interesting. So well, you can still it... dance dynamic. I um, could because there's the rays, um, but but no one was yeah. dead, so I didn't mm-hmm. really see any reason to dance dynamic. So I just did a I normal see. attack. Yeah. So for listeners, there's a, there's some debate about exactly how this works. Uh, if there's no one to bring back, does the, uh, does the action end as soon as the last attack is done? In which case, uh, dark sacrifice in this case is a legal play, or does that action continue, uh, to check to see if somebody's out of action, um, and prevent this. So, uh, I would say this is a indeterminate, whether this is, um, how exactly this is supposed to be played and it definitely needs to be FAQ'd. Uh, I think yeah. you guys took a reasonable interpretation actually here. Um, so, uh, dark sacrifice does trigger off of this, uh, Phil goes up eight, six, uh, and you draw into two more power cards. Any I more juicy? I draw into scavenged armor, which is great and redirected attack, which is even better. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know it, but things are about to get real bad for me. Um, uh, Kin whisper comes in second activation for the Skaven, uh, lobbing a shot over the top. Yep, going after, um, trying to get that and, kill. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm reducing his targets with uh, from dance dynamic, but trying to put barbs on him and sure, well, just take him out. You, you got, get him, uh, get him yeah, 
And it's uh it is Crouch coming up big because Crouch came in, laid that two damage, and then provided the crucial support because yeah. you rolled a single support smash uh, as opposed to Dynthalos. And uh, because of that single support that Crouch was providing, uh, it forced Dynthalos yeah. into a crit, which he does not get. He goes down. Yeah. Uh, screams very loudly as he dies. Right. Very very now, loudly. Because yeah. um, now Padpaw's much less. Oh no! It's to, uh, can't even can't be danced anymore. Yeah, this was a curse, right? This, this is was a dying curse. Dying yeah, curse. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so he's he's shaking his fist at the sky as he <laughs> dies, and Kin Whisper feels very unhealthy now. Yeah. Uh, so, Phil, this was yeah. big. Uh, it was probably possible to see this coming. Like you were, you were not in a great spot on on one health with ranged fighters able to maybe come in over the top. Um, what a you are still up though. You're up I'm eight seven. Up. Um, how do you feel about the situation? You feel like you got a path forward? Uh, yeah, I, I feel kind of okay. Um, so at this point, I just decide, all right, well, you already killed my guys. I don't need to try and like set anything up. So I'm just going to get some glory. So I use my hypnotic buzz now to kill Crouched mm-hmm. by pushing him into the lethal. So I Not going to lie, I felt petty. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to save it for uh, Chum the Waters. But that was ah. like, there's not going to be any way for me to easily set this up right now. So I'm just going to get a kill and guarantee yeah. myself some glory. And my so, hero goes down. So I would argue like that is a that is a tempting thing to do. Um, crouched uh, is right there for and he's he's uh, he's got defensive tech. On, on no, him, right? he, he was. Oh, just the skull. He was just him. So he's on two dodge, dodge right? Um, I'm thinking your next activation here is probably a Markov. Uh, uh, puppeteer, uh, right? Yeah, I think. So. Yeah, I guess you didn't need to. Anyway, I, I think because you were already on eight glory with four unspent, you weren't desperate to get more unspent glory, um, and so uh, Crouch wasn't going anywhere. Crouch was sitting right next to a lethal. Um, I guess he could have pushed away from it, uh, but that yeah. that hypnotic buzz is there for you for the rest of the round, uh, unless you really think. But I don't think he's going to spend his pushes on on that i i could be wrong so uh in my mind i think you hang on to that till later in the round uh make sure that there's not something crucial yeah. like i gotta save somebody else and then okay i don't have anything more important to use it on i'm just gonna i'm gonna smoke this fool throw him in the throw him in the pit fair um not terrible I, i'm just uh it was, it was a potentially uh better option yeah. but uh you do throw him in the lethal get petty <laughs> you're up nine seven get the kill uh scavenge yeah. armor yeah. comes out so yeah, Pad so I use that on Padpaw, who's the surrounded guy. Real yeah. jerk now, uh, <laughs> sitting on four wounds on guard. Well, yeah, uh, and it, it's kind of confusing because you guys are both running screaming demise and dying curse. So now the yeah. cards are like going back and forth. And you're like, which yep. one is on somebody? And okay, yeah, yeah. And at this yep. point, we remember that my leader's dead. All of his fighters should be inspired. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. But but yes, we go ahead and make some attacks. Um, so I end up getting the kill on Kin Whisper with Regulus, mm. just making a, yep. an attack. This is a Markov, as Davy suspected. Puppeteer. Um, so I get I get the kill there. So it's nice, just put him out of his misery, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then I actually just put Markov on guard. Uh, That's pretty nice because uh, Markov is sitting in a cover, so it has yeah. two dodge on guard with covers. Uh, it mm-hmm. feels good, and Markov is pretty important to your game plan now because yep. he's the one who's going to keep Regulus going. Yes. Uh, Markov also gets to inspire here. Yep. 
uh, he should. I I forgot to do that, I, but um, I believe you do. I think I don't, you do when it matters. I don't think it ever mattered. There it is. There, but I did do it eventually. Yeah. Um, we end up getting a weapon master now out on Padpaw. Yeah. So he's he's really stacked up. He's got lots of damage, lots of defense. Um, yeah. So Padpaw's three fury doing three damage with Grievous, oof, and Cleave, double oof. Uh, he's got an extra wound. He's got a guard token. And if you somehow get all through that, he's screaming demise. Yep. Yeah, so it's it's looking bad there. Um, Meanwhile, Skittershank is still sitting pretty in the back, <laughs> but finally wakes up and comes in. Yeah. Skittershank is very his... very scaven leader. Move <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, time to come in and be the hero. Yeah, <laughs> so Skittershank comes in for his first activation of the game. He's got his four dice making an attack. Rolls Uno success <laughs> and fails, mm. or no, huh? he he succeeds, takes out Coil. Um, mm-hmm. And Coil is super dead. Uh, Coil was tooled up with uh, great, great strength. strength, and yeah. So this this starts to feel a little bit bad because um, I just don't have very many fighters. I realize at this point because I'm like, well, I just need to get rid of Eternal Chase, and there's not going to be a good use for it anymore. So I just sort of throw it away, and then realize that oh yeah, if I had played this earlier it would have reduced the speed of all the rats to four. <laughs> um, so I should have been playing this right away. And we realized after some talking that that would have made a pretty big difference because uh, the charge um, from Crouched, he needed more mm. speed to get back there, I think. And um, just ultimately having less speed meant that he couldn't do a whole lot. Yeah, at this point, I'm also looking at my hand. I have no pushes and I have Fearless Seekers and uh, Horrors in the Dark, and I wasn't able to make the attack on Coil with Skittershank into mm. a cover hex or into a feature, um, or at least one that I was aiming. Yeah, I couldn't do it and also set up Way of the Hidden Paw, so I chose to go for, <laughs> foolishly probably, Way of the Hidden Paw and land Skittershank right next to Regulus. Yeah. Padpaw would be able to do something with Way of the Hidden Paw. So this has got gnarly in a hurry. Uh, yep. Down to just two fighters for the claw pack, and uh, some important fighters, Coil and Dintelos, are down um, over on the exiled dead side. Uh, it's yeah. puppeteer all the way until until the claw pack can do something about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, with your last one, you've got two possible targets. One is an yeah. unupgraded Skittershank, and another one is a wildly upgraded Padpaw. Yeah, uh, Skittershank has charged, but he's the more available. Is that uh, the direction you go? He, it is. So, so I'm holding on to. So I have to do some weird maneuvering here because I have forbidden lore. So I need to have everybody have a mover charge token. So I needed to manufacture a way to have Markov and Regulus end this round with a move or a charge token. So Markov mm-hmm. actually ends up charging. Um, the the hope is that somehow between Markov or Regulus, I can actually hit Skittershank and knock him into a cover hex since he's already charged. Oh, so that I can then pick up Chum the Waters. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we start with Markov. He ends up uh, managing to do it on his charge. So he puts two <laughs> damage down, knocks him into the cover hex. At this point, I've got options, uh, but I need to move and charge with Regulus. Well, 
move or charge. And I figure a charge is better than a move. So I ended up charging onto a cover hex. So basically Markov and Regulus kind of just like do a little dance and switch places. <laughs> uh, and so Regulus is then attacking the on guard pad paw, which does not go particularly low, well. Low probability. So it was interesting. In this case, uh, this was actually right when I hopped in to observe this game. And I remember seeing this mirror and going like, Phil is crazy. Like, what <laughs> is going on? Like he had a chance to maybe kill Skittershank because you'd lay two damage on him. It's true. Uh, and he ran, but it makes sense now because I couldn't see the objectives in your hand. So uh, this gave you some, yeah. uh, uh, if not guaranteed, close to guaranteed glory between. Um, and with this attack action, Markov pushed, like you said, for Chum the Water, Skittershank onto the cover, which yeah. is, and now Regulus backed up, providing Padpaw with an access to the cover hex right next to Regulus. Yeah, which and opens up. Fearless uh, Seekers and Horrors in the Dark. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you've you now taken away hidden uh, Way of the Hidden Paw from me because Skittershank is not uh, supporting anything. Yep. But now I've got options. And you, you do go ahead and put on uh, the Shadow Spear. Mm-hmm. Um, Onto Padpaw. <laughs> of course. So, so now <laughs> Padpaw is holding a three smash, two damage cleave attack. But he has to be in cover to make the attack action. Uh, three damage because he's got a he's a weapon master. Well, yeah, and then he's also got weapon master <laughs> to pump that even more. Don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> and he uses that spear to great effect. I think taking out Markov. Yeah, so Markov yeah. gets got real good. Um, now it's feeling real danger zone for uh, Exile Dead. Yeah, we are we are really in the danger zone here now. Uh, that spear ends up doing work in round three too. We'll we'll see this one again. So I am now just down to zombies that can't be revived. Feels really bad. Um, I got horrors uh, in the dark. Yeah, he scores horrors in the dark after the charge, uh, which ties ties the game up again. This is mm-hmm. like the third time that we've had a tie. <laughs> and I and I drew into unsurprising fate, which is have a friendly minion out of action for yeah. the end phase. Yeah, so. so. Feels pretty bad, but we'll go into my scoring. I managed to pick up Wasteland, Chum the Waters, and Forbidden Lore. Feels really good at this point. Um, I felt like the picking up Chum the Waters, especially, felt like a really lucky uh, thing to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so a four glory swing. I'm feeling great about that right up until the moment that uh, Brian actually scores his stuff. Yeah, so then I scored. <laughs> Uh, so he just scored four. I score three here. Uh, so still very tight. So it's yeah. 14 fill with Exile Dead and 13 to me. And this here's an example of uh, one player being ahead in the score, but another player being way ahead in the board state. Yep. Um, Phil's got, uh, uh, he's got Regulus who's still inspired, which is nice. Uh, Regulus is also hanging on to um the encrusted key and uh, Omega's offering sitting on him. So yep. mm-hmm. uh, even if Regulus goes down, that's kind of a keep pace sort of situation. Uh, uh, Vlash is out there with uh, Screaming Demise. Ion's just doing whatever she's doing. <laughs> she's just there. taking up space, man. <laughs> and and Vault is, uh, is no longer even inspired, but he's he's out there as well. Yeah. And so the, the problem here is that uh, Skittershank can go down with a, with a two damage 
uh, is, is two wounds to kill him. But for Regulus to get over there and try and score that kill, he's going to have to uh, charge, and that will and he needs at least two swings to take down Padpaw. So uh, the chances that Regulus can do all that before he dies are, are pretty low. It is, but very bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll do a quick look. What are you guys drawing into here? Yeah. So I I managed to draw into Sudden Revelation, Contest of Equals, and Force Dynamic. Those are my last three objectives. Mm. Um, at this point, seeing force dynamic, it's like, well, that's probably, well, literally that is impossible because I don't have any power cards. So let me move twice. So bad time to draw it. But overall, <laughs> I know I'm, I'm pretty well on the way to scoring all but one card in the deck, which feels pretty good. Yeah. Um, there, there is one way you could score it because we do have, uh, uh, the struggle there, what, vicious struggle. Was it, um, but it's unlikely to, to trigger in this case. Yes. Um, and then so for power cards, I, I still have cover of darkness. I had held on to that from the last round, drew into center of attention and heated instincts. So I've got lots of pushes, um, plenty of opportunities to push, and then two really great uh, upgrades in Berserker Rage, which is sort of the best time to have it when you don't, mm. when you know your guys are all going to die anyway. <laughs> and then Ferocious Bite, which is um, just truly nasty in this warband you can give some yeah. plus two dice and those those are interesting because they do make you feel like okay between those I've, I've maybe got some way to engineer uh enough damage with some i can you can start making i own blash or vault do something helpful maybe yep yeah and i drew into sudden revelation good stuff mm. uh unafraid for my up for my objectives i still have two in the deck mm. uh, so i still have to get through i've got but I got two surges in my hand. Um, for my power cards, I've got two upgrades with Shadowkeeper and Great Strength, and Ooh. three ploys with Cover of Darkness, Closing for the Kill, and Wedded Blades. So some good push there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it looks like the rats win the roll off, and they presumably are going to go for it. They sure do. So Padpaw's starting things off. Just exploding sure. people. Yeah. So Regulus <laughs> is super dead right off the gate, um, which is yep. really bad for me, but pretty predictable. Um, he was definitely the threat at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, so, you know, get the one glory from Omega's offering. So the score doesn't actually change, but the board state is now looking truly awful for me. <laughs> um, and, I, and I can't get Encrusted Key now. So that's sort right. of mm -hmm. one glory taken off the board in that sense. Um, at this point, I start to do some weird stuff. So I've got center <laughs> of attention here to pull Padpaw and Skittershank into Ion because I'm trying yeah. to set up the scything attack from uh, Bolt because he is uninspired. So he can he can try and do scything on both of them, um, hmm. which feels doable right up until the moment that the cover of darkness comes out of Brian's hand. <laughs> yep. It was one where I was, I was tempted to let this happen so that I could set up a uh, skitter shank doing way of the hidden paw. But I was like, nah, he's got something cooked up. So I'm, I'm going to not. Sure. Yeah. So he pushes so push back onto the cover. Yep. Yep. So skitter shanks back out of there. Uh, in response, I just decide that I need to just, get somebody moved onto cover hex 
so I can try and score a sudden revelation to try and mm. salvage some of this. Um, Cause I had wanted to be able to push I own out of there anyway, and then have the space opened up for bolt. But now it's just kind of moving just for the sake of getting onto the uh, hex. Uh, and, and I remember too, because you had pulled Padpaw onto a feature token. And so I pushed Skittershank back onto my feature token yeah. so that I could do sudden revelation yeah. as well. So it ends up ultimately working out pretty poorly for me. I heated instinct bolt back onto the mm. uh so i sort of end up having to waste an extra push here which actually i don't even think i needed to do i think no flash uh, was, and flash was on one. This and is, there may have been an argument for early on uh, uh just delving instead of playing power cards out and yeah. uh, you know that that's a thing where you can dare brian ends up going for um sudden revelation as well but you can kind of mm -hmm. dare him to yeah to do that and see if he plays something and uh but you end up burning a ton of pushes um for something for, that just does not yeah. work out at all yeah. and i ended up drawing into shock troopers or shock troops yeah and so i, I do still end up getting it um but it's Some obviously yeah it's, it's it's bad um really was hoping to not even attempt it yet and to just set up the scything um mm -hmm. which was probably not i was i was just like oh berserker rage i can make this work and then it's like no that was not the smart <laughs> choice but uh, keep the score continuing to go up on both sides, 16-15. <laughs> um, I do put out Ferocious Bite since we are going into my activation. So Bolt still ends up with plus two dice anyway. Mm. I actually realized that I moved the wrong fighter here. So I, I end up uh, shuffling the board a little bit. But ultimately, the, the rolls all still end up working out. I, I end up rolling and getting one success to the single success of Skittershank and uh, end up scoring the contest of equals off of my failed attack. Uh, Brian, you end up picking up Shock Troops at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, this is from having more upgrades than uh, Phil has fighters. Yep. Right? Yeah. yeah, which is truly more demoralizing on <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Um, And what is so I drew in I drew into bold deeds. Okay, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. So it, and right now I'm looking at uh, Bolt having gone adjacent to Skittershank. Now I can potentially do a pad paw attack for Way of the Hidden Paw. Yeah the mm. the four dice failing to hit feels pretty bad. Um, There's like a law of diminishing returns to go beyond three <laughs> dice. <laughs> But uh, ultimately, it's like, well, we're just going to stay the course here. Uh, we delve things back. So I use the uh, closing for the kill to put Padpaw in auto attack range to Bolt. Yeah, for... so you don't have to do any charging. Yeah, closing for the kill is such a great push card. I mean, this claw pack has crazy, sure. crazy power cards. What did uh, I do? I actually shifted oh. away. I yeah. actually moved. So I used closing for the kill to push two fighters uh, because I couldn't just choose one uh, when I read the card again. Uh, so Padpaw shifted over onto a different cover hex away from Flash, and I moved Skittershank out in the open, but he's on guard over mm -hmm. next to Ion because then I backed it up with wetted blades to make it yeah. a sure thing. This is a case where it would... Uh break shadow keeper off of uh skittershank for having chosen him um but, uh, uh 
the the window for Skitter Shank getting killed is is uh, more or less past at this point. Yeah. Ultimately, I don't believe that it ends up mattering. We end up getting the attack onto Ion. Uh, got multiple successes. Use the reroll with wetted blades for a crit success. Yep. So Ion is super dead. That is going to <laughs> unfortunately have the hidden paw. Yeah. Yep. And Make it a three glory. And here's where everything kind of falls apart. And this the the claw pack pulls into the lead. So yeah. Uh, with a three glory kill for whacking poor, poor yeah. own. She done nothing the entire game. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the, I was not expecting the way of the hidden paw until the attack rolls came out. And I was like, I bet you he's going to have it. And that pretty well seals the deal here. Cause I know I can't score the force dynamic and he's up by multiple glory. Yeah, yeah. He's, right he's up by two, and the most you have, most you think you can see is a is a, a glory for a kill if Berserker Rage works out. And yeah, so even if even if Brian had nothing left in his hand to score uh, at this point, you know, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty over. So so Vlash does charge in. We're trying to pick up this final kill. We've got uh, Berserker Rage, so he's he's not like super unlikely that it's going to happen, but it's not great. Um. Does roll some successes, but the crit out of it will uh, stop Vlash from doing anything. Insult um, to injury. Yeah, and so that's that's it for me. Uh, game's yeah. pretty well over. We just can um, go to scoring. The, yeah. yeah, we kind of know what's going to happen, so we just sort of quickly talk through what the final activations would have been, um, which basically would have tried been, to. I would have killed one more zombie. They'd both charge, so I'd keep one alive as my pet for unafraid. Yep. And uh, Bold Deeds was already scoring. Yeah. So, so probably ends up somewhere about 24 to 17 Yep. Um, in favor of the Claw Pack, which given how close it was throughout. Yeah, um, the whole way it was one point difference or tied. Yeah. Yeah. I felt pretty good right up until... Like I said, where the hidden paw came out, and I was like, okay, it's over. <laughs> um, so a ridiculously high score from the claw pack. Uh, the 24 glory is pretty yeah. crazy. Um, and and I did score everything that I possibly could. Um, yeah, he scored out the deck, built. everything except for force dynamic. And so just timing. I mean, if I had drawn it at a different time in the game, could have scored yeah. force dynamics. So uh, obviously it wasn't enough for the win, but it did exactly what we intended for the deck to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so we end on uh, a, a score that was uh, maybe a little more lopsided than, than it, it seemed. Although uh, Brian was starting to press a better board state from uh, uh, kind of the late round two onwards. Um at the end, I what uh, what thoughts did you have about? Uh, do you have any like significant turning points or anything that you'd say on there? Well, I always uh, I always learn more from games that I lose, but in both of the games that I've played from Exile Dead, uh, it's largely been trying to make the force dynamic attack action just unappealing with mm. not giving great targets. The real turning point in my mind was when it was a target rich environment. Uh, Dane Talos already had three damage on him. 
crouched was in the backfield right next to Dane Talos, and the two assassins were ready to pounce on Dane Talos if they could survive, and then I used Skittering Blur to ensure that. Yeah. Um, I think the pivotal play there would have been instead of Dantello shooting at one of the minion rats would have been using the dance to reposition all of the zombies. Um, it would have felt like uh, kind of a, a bad use, but that would have really, I, I don't know how the wall would have looked after that, but I've, I think it probably would have been the better, the, the pivotal moment there. Mm, sure. Rather than a, a single attack. That's fair. Uh, for me, I think a pivotal moment, and you know, the uh, uh, if you're playing playing a best of three, then you're gonna you're gonna right. see uh, one way either way. But I I really think uh, in this matchup uh, with this deck as we built it, I think the Exile Dead can get away with uh, not having feature tokens. So Phil won that roll off. Mm-hmm. I would have I would be interested in what would happen if uh, if Phil you'd chosen to longboard because you did yeah. pick a board that had. Uh, cover hexes built in um you're gonna get your three i think i think you may have a route forward um and have dinatelos a little more protected with just as fast as the as the rats are um i I think that might be the play i definitely agree i think that having the tokens was a instinct of a warband where i'm more worried about having fighters stay dead um and not being able to just hide in the back because I'm mm. going to need all of the tokens um, sure. to just spread out. But yep. um, here it's really just hold two, except for one time where I need to be on three. Yeah. Um, and so and even yeah. that, if you're having three, it doesn't have to be three objectives. It can yep. be, yeah. Yeah. Features. So I think you're right. I think especially in this matchup, longboard is, um, would have been better and, or at least a full offset. And, yep. um, that lethal hex I think was actually a bad thing for me to have. I was thinking like, okay, I can have mm. these extra cover hexes printed, but it's um, uh it's funny you mention that. Cause in the game that you and I played where I was playing exile dead, you killed uh Dintos with the, uh, yeah. the push a leader too. Yeah. You know, we were, we were it was looking real did. nasty. And then you're like, Oh, hold on. Yeah. Why don't you just walk into a lethal? <laughs> yeah. Well, and God. funny enough, it was, it was definitely, uh, a detriment to you for movement you were very afraid of it but i was the one that took damage from it with, uh, crouched <laughs> yeah but um i mean for you it hardly matters right like sure. as the aggro player you're positioning right. around no, it was less um yes. impactful so i think sort of would have definitely positioned the boards differently probably wouldn't have even played this board if if i played <laughs> it again um i think I think there was a number of times where I probably wasn't positioning with enough forward thinking for the zombies mm. where it was like, Oh, I'll just move them forward onto cover hexes when I should have been thinking more about like in the future, once he moves his fighters, am I going to have attacks lined up? Sure. Um, which I think goes to show that this is a fairly complex and heady warband. I don't think you just mm-hmm. pick it up the first time you're going to play it, and get everything right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Although I, I did feel pretty good about the deck. I think the deck played very well. Um, I, I'm i never going to feel badly about scoring 17 glory. I, I, it seems pretty good to me. Um, yeah. I just couldn't stop enough of the, the glory bleed on the other side. Mm. Um, so 
with that being said, I, I think uh, if anybody <laughs> would would want to try something like this, I think you definitely have a route forward, but you were going to need the reps, I think, um, which mm-hmm. I definitely don't have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any thoughts on your end, Brian? Any cards that you were like, ah, it shouldn't have been in there? Or, uh... Redirected attack, like coming from shared pain, redirected attack is a step down. I think it's going to be critical in some matches, but this one, it was a dead card because hmm. um, it came after the minions were dead. Hmm. Um, huh, that's an interesting I, point, yeah. I didn't have them in, I didn't have crouched and ranged, and he got uh, got by the lethal before I could do something with him. Um, but I don't think it's a bad card. I still think it's definitely worth taking in a lot of uh, initial builds. And then if you have filter it out as the 11th card, then I don't blame you. Um, the Skittering Blur is a must-take. Um, I was looking at Dark Determination, and I'm like, eh, should that have been in here? I have Ferocious Bite in here also. and I'm Remind like, me, uh, Dark Determination? Uh, surviving friendly fighters other than your leader have the assassin keyword, so that could play with uh, Skittering Blur making nobody targetable. <laughs> and then plus one dice to friendly assassins ranged one attack actions that target a leader. This effect persists until the end of the phase. Mm. Worth uh, experimenting with. I, I think... Uh... I think it was a fun matchup. I think we agreed going in. We're like, this might be tough for the Exile Dead. We'll, we, you know, it's it's one of those things where like one warband really wants to do a particular thing, and the other warband is really scared of that thing happening. Yeah, um, and so <laughs> that's. But it's a fun like because you, you, you both kind of know like here's a real pivotal piece. Um, and uh, it was neat that the surprises were some of the things like, uh, lashing tail, um, where you had the uh, three around one fighter mm-hmm. so you you ended up with like yeah. the the four glory activation uh that felt real big and it, and it definitely that. felt like those two surge objectives are kind of like an un, unspoken power with this especially mm-hmm. if you if you already like bringing push tech which i big fan mm-hmm. uh the, those really seem to close the gap because i i do i went into this thinking that the exile dead have this and i need to play better mm-hmm. um but it it did work out all right well any last thoughts i don't think so i think i think that's pretty good uh some first impressions covers our deck really well shows some of its strengths and weaknesses hopefully um so i think that pretty well wraps it up for me um do we have like i have i have i do have some thoughts on exile dead because i see them getting a lot of hate um so one of the things that a lot of people are complaining about is the reaction windows and Mm. not being able to make reactions during puppeteer and the dance dynamic Mm -hmm. and one of the one of the things i like to do is me and me and skylar go back and forth on a lot of things um and i think one way that it makes feel bads is that people feel like that makes reactions dead cards now like right um i think yeah but and that's where I think we can try and find some common ground in order to create a compromise. Um, but the thought I had was that you allow reactions during the puppeteer action, but not during the dance dynamic. Because mm. in my mind, that also has a narrative explanation that the zombie horde is overwhelming you all at once, and it's hard to make reactions in that time. Know sure. what the right reaction is to make at that time. And whereas the dance dynamic, there's just two guys moving. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so I think that would make 
it a lot more interesting and it allows for a lot more counterplay. Um, you set something up where the dance dynamic isn't appealing, so are they going to take the puppeteer? But the exiled dead players wondering, do you have nasty reactions that they fear? Yeah, um, yeah. There's there's certainly I, a lot. I think it's it's both a feel bad, but it's also just a really complicated thing to then mm-hmm. um, deal I, with. I wouldn't want to have to track. I wouldn't want to have to track reactions during dance dynamic. <laughs> so um, I'm okay with that staying. Yeah, and and like. There's still potentially some room, and we even talked through it some in the game, that after activation uh, reactions potentially still have some room. Yeah. But we need we need more input from GW. Is it is it truly just you never can react to these guys? Um, is right. there some windows where you can? like? Um, yeah, I mean, it, the question is, when exactly does that action end? Yeah. But um, that's something for another time perhaps yeah um, yeah um yeah but i i, I get it because you know i i played uh, i played into them with Grimwatch, and i had the whole screaming demise dying curse mm-hmm. uh, dark sacrifice thing and i was like oh these cards <laughs> these yeah. cards aren't really gonna do anything as far as i can tell so so one of the things in my mind exile dead are really fascinating to me because they uh i don't because of the way that you only have two objective holders i I think that's excellent because then you don't yeah. just have another hold objective warband. Otherwise they'd be incredibly strong, even stronger than everybody already says they are. But I see them more like a Molog in the sense that I don't think they're going to win tournaments, but you better have a plan for going up against them in a tournament. For sure. And, and I think that's awesome it. to, yeah. I'm sorry, but I think that's awesome to have a, a large fighter, the largest fighter and a swarm warband <laughs> on two ends of that spectrum occupying the same kind of like danger gatekeeper. Yeah. And they place a pressure on your deck building, right? Like, yeah, you know, you're like, Oh gosh, these reactions are slightly less valuable than, uh, than I thought they were. And, uh, yeah. How, where, where do I stand on that? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. All right. Well, we have prattled on for quite a while now and i think uh we can probably call this one done uh mm-hmm. if you have any comments if there's anything that you heard in, a, in our recap where you're like you guys played that completely wrong or <laughs> if you just have any other thoughts about the decks um which we will have linked in the notes for those uh who are interested to sort of look at and see what the cards are as we go along um those will be in the show notes uh, if you'd like to let us know any of those thoughts, though, you can always reach us at what the hex cast on uh, Twitter and what the hex cast at uh, gmail.com. And if you are interested in any other content uh, from the Mortal Realms Network, feel free to go check all that out at the Mortal Realms dot com. Uh, we got we got a little bit of everything from the Age of Sigmar universe. Um, so. If any of that is up your alley, there's lots to go listen to. Um, as always, uh, thanks to everybody from the Mortal Realms uh, Network for putting out all that content. Thanks to GW for providing us with these review copies so that we can do things like this. Um, and coming up next, uh, to be determined? Yeah, um, we still are looking for you to send in your uh, overlooked cards. Yeah, uh, You think those... Uh, those overlooked beauties, those needles in the haystack, um, those things that people are sleeping on. Um, mm-hmm. Those are the cards we want to talk about. We want to we want to generate an episode about those cards. Yeah. 
as far as you guys go, this is a segment that I actually forgot to put in last episode. Um, so two of you guys can ring in with this. I'm going to give you a quote. Oh, no. Here we go. Uh, this is this is a quote attributed to Hrothgorn Mantrapper. Okay. Uh, this is, corpses make the best bait. Mm. And this is not an overlooked card. Restless prize? Mm. No. 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 Um, you both had it in your decks. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, it's an objective. I know it is. I can, th- <laughs> I know it's chum the waters, isn't it? There you uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a good one. Yeah. All right. Uh, I do have some recommended listening. That's usually what comes up next. Sure yet, uh, I, I had, uh, two possibilities depending on who won this. And so, uh, Hats off to the to the Skaven. We're uh, going with the Assassin by Patterson Hood. Hmm. So, very solid. Nice. All right. For what the hex? I've been Phil. I've been Davy. I'm Brian. Nineteen glory, you saucy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> two, two glory surge cards. I can't. I can't. They're really hard to pass up. Uh, I'm trying best not to have my coffee sips come across on the audio. <laughs> just long drawn out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll save it's, that for a specific just, moment. It's just ambiance. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, there was a moment of panic there. Like, I'm like, oops, there's a spill. Uh, I know electronics are fine because it's not that much, but what cards do I maybe have out? <laughs> no, <laughs> none, thank God. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of what my uh, intro tagline will be. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't worry about it too much. <laughs> hey, hey, it's <laughs> I, I thought Ned Flanders, hi, diddly ho, neighbor. <laughs> Or <laughs> what's the guy from that 70s show? Hater, hider, hoder, neighbor. <laughs> Perfect. A little, a little too much. If if uh, if your actual one isn't good enough, I'm just going to splice in one of those. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got them now. Yeah. <laughs>